On this episode of Jesus in Gym Shoes, it's actually an episode of one of my good buddies' podcast, Between the Dream. Um, I was actually interviewed, and I thought it would be good for my listeners to also hear it. Um, so enjoy it. Let me know what you think. Um, it's a really, really vulnerable conversation that I'm having with him. And get in. let's get into it. Boy, this is Jesus in Gym Shoes. Boy, this is Jesus and Jim Shoes. Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I am your host, Richard Taylor Jr., reporting to you live from the Workforce HQ in Edmonds, Washington. Thank you, thank you, thank you to our new listeners in the space today. If this is your first time or one of your few first times tuning in, please make sure that you go ahead and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Leave a positive review and let me know who you are, right? For my returning listeners, my dream team, thank you so much for your continued support of the podcast. I cannot literally be here without you all. So do me a favor, make sure you all obviously stay subscribed, but continue to share the good word of the Between the Dream podcast. So y'all know we've been really revving it up, right? I got a, bun- a bunch of guests that have been coming on. Um, and man, y'all have been responding, like just so amazing. Shout out to Nicole. Got a good friend on the East Coast who's been tuning in and she's loved um, what's been put out. Um, shout out to my homegirl, Annabelle, over in Germany as well, tuning in as she is through the airways um, as a stewardess, man. Like I love just being able to hear from you all where you are listening to the podcast, what sticks out to you, what guests you love, which are all of them, right? So thank you for that. Today is no exception. I have an amazing guest today, Um, and we have the greatest love-hate relationship this side of Pam and Martin, and I am very excited about our conversation today. So I have uh, uh, my brother, Donald Grayson, and let me just tell y'all, DJ and I have known each other now for... Um, I would say, no, it's kind of weird. We've known each other for a decade. We've known each other for over a decade, right? Met this dude originally in college. No, I'm lying. Originally in high high school school. because we were rival football teams at these different camps. And then it just so happened that on the gospel choir side, we ended up being in the same vicinity during the time of college. And then in adult life, coming back home after going to two separate colleges, um, we end up at the same church, right? And so we really started our bond in the 2010 era. And uh, man, DJ has been a brother to me. He is phenomenal. He does a lot of stuff, right? He's all around Chicago. He's a fashion guru. He um, he has an amazing dog uh, that I just love to see. Um, he does a lot though, right? And I'm gonna let him get into it. I don't wanna share too much of his work. He is the host of the Jesus in Gym Shoes podcast. Shout out to those of you all listening in from Jesus in Gym Shoes as well. Fashionista, he does it all. He loves colors. He hates my Chelsea boots and some of my other shoe choices, but he loves me. That being said, Donald Grayson. DJ, what's up, bro? Thanks for tuning in today, man. I'm glad that I could uh, be on the podcast. You know, I feel I feel elated to be here. Yes, I do hate your Chelsea boots. I think I like... <laughs> Um, I think I like your wife's fashion choices better than yours. Um, I think I like her more than you. That's that's fair. I'm grateful that uh, God, I'm just (laughs) waiting for me to be able to get a woman as great as as she is, you know? 
Because Lord knows you don't deserve her, and I probably <laughs> don't deserve. <laughs> I probably don't deserve, you know. Uh, but no, I'm joking. Uh, in all seriousness, man, I love you, dude. Um, but yeah, just shout out to Jesus and Gym Shoes. That's what I'm working on right now. I got the Grayson Foundation, um, where I, you know, make sure kids can have scholarships um, as minimum or as maximum as they are. Um, a servant at church. Um, I'm all about life skills in Jesus. So whatever mm-hmm. they can plug me in to make sure that um, people are seeing a reflection of them. Um, I'm just there to make sure it's done. So I'm there to make sure that uh, my goal in life is to make sure that people know that Jesus is a Jesus of snapbacks and gym shoes. I love it. So yeah, I'm, I'm there to make, you know, Jesus functional um, because a lot of people put them too high away and he's literally right there with you so yeah that's why I'm you know so I'm here which I think is super funny because both of us grew up in like old school black churches from Baptist to Pentecostal to Apostolic and there was such a um oh god there was such a standard when it came to how we Mm -hmm. dress in this space right usually suit and tie if you came in with jeans and and progs on <laughs> it was still a problem right so yeah yeah the idea now that we you know we in there with snapbacks and we in there with you know literally every kind of gym shoe you can think of man and just kind of mm-hmm. coming into the space comfortably i love what you're doing to be able to present it not only from the standpoint of how we are in person but just even with the conversations that you've been having man and you've been having some amazing conversations uh, you know, I know we talked a little bit about the traction that you've been getting specifically on YouTube, right? As you've grown these conversations mm-hmm. out, bro, that's phenomenal, man. Yeah, I'm happy about that. You know, just tapping into like different sides of um, learning about SEOs and um, it, it actually, uh, or search engine optimization and learning about just different tools and things like that for people to be able to use. I mean, it, it's slow, but the one thing that I have to do is just remember to just keep putting stuff out. Because, you know, you never know when it's going to reach somebody and a video you put up a year ago could literally pop up in, or six months ago can pop up in somebody's timeline and you just never and it make it literally sparks mm-hmm. something else. Yeah. Um, but if I stop, you know, who else is going to have these conversations about life skills of Jesus? Right. Um, so, yeah. And so that's why I was very, very interested when you hit me with today's topic, because it's literally a life skill. Um, right. I mean, that's how I want to be remembered. That's dope. I love it, man. Cause like if people like for my viewers that don't know you and listeners that don't know you, y'all probably within the first five minutes be like, man, this brother is so sophisticated and smart. And he's talking about Jesus. So he's super safe. Don't let him fool y'all. He a dog. Okay. Don't no, just let I'm just playing. <laughs> he technically is. He is, he is, he is a member of Omega Sci-Fi fraternity incorporated Incorporated. correct i'm about to say Mm -hmm. let me go ahead and make sure i put it out there but yeah no like dj it's so funny too and i bring this up because you are literally a conglomerate of so many things like it's so funny like you flow so well if we were walking through the hood right now on 63rd or the boardroom right yeah or yeah. the church or mm-hmm. code switching in a, in a space that looks nothing like what we were brought up in bro you hold it so well together and i think that that is so phenomenal because it's a gift it's a gift to be able to reach so many people to connect with so many people and to be able to bring i think 
worlds together, which um, mm-hmm. that's not always, I'm not, I'm not going to just say that's not always a focus for people, but I think that's not always um, something that people really consider when it comes to uh, their daily living um, and being able to just bridge gaps all over the, the, the world or all over just the worlds that we live in. Yeah, I um, luckily my life, what my life when I was younger um, was in a silo, but I also had just different areas that I was able to expand my reach and I was able to expand what I knew mm-hmm. early in life. So yeah. with being able to expand those things early in life, um, I was able to tap in with different people from all different walks of life. So I met like actually rich black people when I was a shorty. Love that. Um, So I was able to see how they maneuvered. I was able to see, and I mean, not just for the fact that they had money, but just like, I mean, rich in exposure. Yeah. Right. So I was exposed to um, early outreach, which is a a program that was at the University of Illinois at Chicago, um, where they put me in some very unique situations where I just, where I was around certain people um, and coming from that area when the West, when it was still the West side, but there were people that were still sending their kids to this university uh, from all different walks of life to um, being going to high school and then being an entrepreneurship high school where I was able to hone the craft of just like thinking business through. Mm -hmm. And I was able to meet different people who had new ideas and um, ideas that I wasn't used to. Um, And then just this idea of just entrepreneurship, I was able to put a name, a a name to what I knew how to do. Um, But at the same time, most of my childhood was church. So like I a good portion of my childhood was spent like bouncing from church, not bouncing from church to church, but just like, we were just always in service. So with always being in service, um, you learn how to maneuver at church. Um, But then once I started playing ball in high school, I was able to, um, I went to South Shore. So it wasn't like the most grandiose school at all. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was able to, uh, (laughs) don't look like that. Uh, <laughs> we went down on the low end in a brand new building. I know, bro, so like I, no, 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 wait, time out. But I live three blocks from South Shore. Like my OG, like my folks are still there now. So I yeah. only look like I, I know the space. Plus you play ball with my cousin, Anthony Clark. So like, I'm going to get yeah. a little, I'm going to show a little grace there. He's my QB. Yeah. yeah, he was, he was a monster too. He was all right. He was all right. He was all right. We used to lie. Right. We used to lie about DJ y'all. For those of y'all that don't know even though you see him now with this like fresh fade and his man beard. Um, he had locks. <laughs> he had locks when he was in high school, literally used to lie because South Shore, South Shore had the blue in their Jersey. We used to lie and tell people you was Edgar and James little brother. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, like, moms really <laughs> believed it. Like, they really. <laughs> Eddie James, that boy. Oh, and then once I started playing running back, it was over, uh-huh. bro. It was over. That's crazy. I, man. I had the biggest. Oh my god, that was that was that was wild. DJ is yeah, not I, a small man, y'all. I just need to. I, I need to make sure y'all know this, right? This brother's sitting right around six feet tall. And, and he, I weigh a lot. And I'm yeah, I weigh a lot. And he's strong. Lot. I bench press more than him, but he is very strong though. Okay. <laughs> you know, <I> <laughs> tell people. 
the lies that we tell you. I mean, you got, I mean, these waves or the chemicals that you putting in your hair. Hey, whoa, just this relaxer. This relaxer that you're using, this relaxer that you're using is really getting to you, brother. Um, it's like that, uh, it's like in, in the, at the beginning of Dream Girls, it's like, we need a new look. And you went and got you a perm. I see you, boy. I see you, boy. Yo, this is the love-hate relationship that he and Donna have. <laughs> out here looking mm. like Dina from Dream Girls. I not the perm. You ain't even look like the like the you ain't even look like the Temptations when they got this. <laughs> Man, listen. No, I but I, but I say, but yeah, just being able to maneuver around different places. I mean, you got to be able to have these conversations with with different people and meet yeah. them where they are. Right? Paul said, um, and Jesus, you know, the Jesus and Jim shoes my podcast, so it's always something about uh jesus that like permeates my being but um paul said you got to be all things to all people right so you got to meet people where they are it's not necessarily conforming conforming who you are but you also have to be able you have to be able to have conversations with people and meet them where they are um and then you gradually walk them to where you are and so i want to always make sure that i'm comfortable and so me being comfortable in those situations is me letting my guard down and letting people be exactly who they are. So that way I can get to know who they really are. I love that. I love that. There's definitely something to be said about being able to do that for people. Um, and, and man, just create something different that I think <clears throat> is a tool to be able to help folks feel seen, man. And, and at the end of the day, to your point about never knowing what people might need in a certain season um, and where they mm-hmm. are in their life and where we meet them, man. And this jumps us right into our topic today. So we're going to get into it. So I text DJ and I was like, yo, like, here's the topic idea I got, right? Richer than I've ever been. Right. And this came from two different areas, DJ. The first was that I saw a bottle of Rick Ross's uh, Bel Air Brute recently at the mm-hmm. uh, grocery store and they had, so they had two separate brute bottles. They had one that was just the regular one. And then they had the same the one. one. No, no, it was the gold. It was the gold brute. It was the gold brute bottle. Okay. And then they had the set, they had a, the same bottle, except it had um, plastered on there. It had the words richer than I've ever been. And mm. I was like, I know that that's Ross's quote. And I saw that and I laughed at it. Cause I was like, that's such a Rick Ross thing to do. But then it got me yeah. to thinking about a conversation that you and I had on one of our last FaceTime calls recently, where we were just talking about work and like how life is changing and, and how things are expanding, right? You do a lot of different things, whether it's on the side of real estate, your, your current position that you're holding, right? And you were basically, mm-hmm. to, to, a, to a degree, you were basically like, yo, like, I haven't seen this level of wealth before. I haven't seen this level of like finances before. I'm making more money than I've ever made. And that's actually something that I could attest to for myself as well. Um, Definitely after just adding up all the tax money, I was like, whoa, I was like, wow, I'm going to owe something for real, for real. But, uh, but that being said though, man, it got me to thinking about us as people in life, right? Like I used to hear folks all the time talk about like, oh man, like your twenties, you're going to be finding yourself da 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 da. But by the time you hit your thirties, this is where you really start to get solidified in your work. This is where you start to see movement financially and all of that. And so, man, I really wanted us to have a conversation today um, just around this space of advancement, right? DJ, you do a lot of different things when it comes to work and when it comes to means to make money. Um, mm-hmm. what, what was the start for you when it came to like really knowing that you want, not even wanted to do more, but needed to do more because where you were wasn't enough? 
so I've always had a want to, right? I've always had mm-hmm. like, man, something ain't, some ain't adding up. Um, right. I saw this quote uh, last week where they were just like, luxury isn't about the f- buying the finer things in life. Luxury is about being able to buy the things that you need without having to worry about where the money is coming from. That's good. Um, and with that, I I always knew that there was a want to because there were most definitely times when you grew up with a single mom. Um, it's cliche, mm-hmm. but my, my mama worked hard, right? But right. it's it's terribly cliche that like there were times where there was more air than money or there was more like need than provision. Yeah. Um, and so I always knew that there was something. So I always had like, I'm we selling candy at church. All right, I'm about to I'm about to do this. Um yeah. I'm about to outsell everybody. Nice. Um or when I had uh a juice bar in my I had a I had a, I had a uh, smoothie business in my high school my senior year. Like I, I got it let out of class early so I could set up and I'm making so, cash like wow. as a as a senior, right? Um oh, and I always knew the- you said you no, said in high school. In high school. That's yeah. Dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so I was doing that in high school. So um, so you know, fast forward to liquids, it was just like an easy transition, right? But in any event, um, I always knew that there was something, and it's always something for me to that my brain goes into how can I best care for myself because unfortunately the way I grew up had lends me to not want to be in a space where I'm poor when right, I'm older, right, right. right? So that makes that makes that like I have to make sure that things are set up. But I also realize that like I have to live minimally. So to the exact question, um, at the top of the pandemic, um, I was kind of forced to sit down, like everybody else, I was sit, forced to sit down, and it was just like you know you got this lingering stuff that's just out there, right? You got lingering debt because I had a business that failed. Mm-hmm. Um, I had got fired from a job because mm-hmm. I just wasn't doing what I was supposed to do, right? So we're not, you know, we're getting fired, thinking I'm about to be an entrepreneur. I'm about to go out here. I'm about to, you know, grind full time, don't sleep. It's going yeah. to work for me. And it didn't work <laughs> out. It was like, <laughs> it was... It was trash. Like, I wouldn't tell nobody to do that. I tell anybody that's trying to be an entrepreneur, hey, make sure you, if you got a real job, make sure your money stack first, bro. Because, like, anything that will happen, anything that can happen will happen, bro. So you better, like, make sure your paper is, like, at least two years and learn how to live minimally because you may bring in, your your overhead going to go up. Especially if you really bring it in cash, your overhead just went high. And so... I was in the middle back in like 2016. I was in the middle of, of just trying to like find myself. Cause like I said, I got fired. So from 2016 to 2018, I started working at a tech company. Um, and I started working at the tech company in 2018. So things kind of started to rebound a little bit. And so what I learned was how to first manage my money. Um, I did the Dave Ramsey course. I did all of that stuff, but I still had a mountain of debt from when I tried to open a business and it failed. So I was down, I was down bad, like maybe 25, between like 25 and 30, I was down bad. So, or upside down that much money. Um, sorry for these colloquialisms for you guys that aren't used to it. 
Um, we know Richard. Uh, so I, I was upside down about 30 racks. Um, and so I had to like build myself out of it. So from 2018 to 2020 to 2021 uh, or to 2020, I literally was just chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And I had to remind myself, like, even in the times where I was like, yo, this job is trash, bro. Like, there's so many things going on. I still had to stay there. And so in the back of my mind, I was like, I know that there's more. I know that there's more. Like, there has to be something else out here. Um, And so I was just chipping away at my debt, chipping away at my debt. Then finally, the world shut down. And so it came to a head because my birthday is April 14th. And I was supposed to go to... um, I was supposed to go to Spain. So I really want to go to the Rock of Gibraltar. Like I that's like my such that's, a cultured Negro. I love it. Tell yeah, like like the the I really, really, really want to go to the Rock of Gibraltar. Like and just like be fly as hell on at the Rock of Gibraltar. Like <laughs> I don't know what outfit I got in mind, but just but like she I was just gonna have go to, one. <laughs> but I was gonna be at the Rock of Gibraltar, bro. Like I was gonna be there. Um <sighs> Um, and so I was supposed to go there. And so that, that trip was maybe that trip was a couple of thousand dollars. Cause you got to fly to Spain and you got to like go, you said different, it's no like direct way to get there. Like, right. so you got to spend a lot of money in order to like maneuver around. So I was, the pandemic happened right after St. Patty's day. So I was supposed to leave two weeks later, but with everybody not knowing what was going around, no, I was supposed to leave a month later, but like, the way it worked was I was going to be there around my birthday, but I was yeah. going to Rock Gibraltar on my birthday. But I wound up getting all that money back. And so I was like, um, and I wound up getting a bonus at work. And so I was like, you know, I could just pay off a significant portion of my debt right now of what I had left. And at, the, at that time, I just literally threw everything I had, like emptied out, like, I mean, down to nothing. And I was mm. like, bro, we just not going to eat for two weeks, bro. We just going to like, and it felt good, like, to just, like, get rid of all of that, yeah. right? And so I just kept over time, over time, just, like, every little dollar I had. Because I, I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't go outside. I mean, I couldn't go. I couldn't fly nowhere. Um, and so as long as my basic bills was covered, I literally was just throwing everything I had. I didn't even put no money in my 401k. This I was during just, COVID. This during COVID. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, like, okay. I was throwing everything I had at that debt for me to get rid of it. And so I knew that there was going to be more, right? That's what was in the back of my mind. And I was like, I need to get this debt off of me. So that way I could do what I need, knew I needed or what I wanted to do. I knew that that thing was like saddling on me and I needed to like get my credit score up. So that way I could do more <laughs> because yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that there was something in the back. Right. So I'll yep. stop there unless you ask me another question. Well, no, no, no. That's good, though. I think that's real helpful, man. I love how you kind of really broke it down from a standpoint of like you've always had that mentality. Right. And I think that certain things in life, you know, really awaken us to it, man. A few things that I definitely want to dive into from what you said. I truly knew that you were the ultimate hustler, man. I remember when I pulled up today uh, to one day it was like 95th in the Dan Ryan. And I saw you out there playing bang, 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 ski, ski, ski with the bucket boys. And I was like, yeah, I was like, DJ out here. Hustling. You're a liar. Okay. <laughs> You're a liar. Yeah. It's and, the perm. It's the perm. It's the- and your brain is fried. <laughs> oh my. If this wasn't going on YouTube, I most definitely would play that part that I would. <laughs> 
<laughs> I would play that part of Dream Girls on this when you was dancing <laughs> and stepping to the bad side. Oh, that was my jam. That was my jam. I know it was. You sitting there like, ah. <laughs> Step into the bad side. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, you did say something that I wanted to ask and get your thoughts on um, because I know that it has been very popular throughout our country and I would even say around the world. I've mm-hmm. always felt some type of way around it because I think culturally, as we get a chance to move around, coming from Chicago, me being out in Seattle, which is a very wealthy area now, um, and just even other parts of the world, man, rural Idaho, mm-hmm. you mentioned doing, <clears throat> and this is no knock, right? I want to make sure I'm very clear before I even ask this question. There's no knock, but I'm a firm believer that not everything can work for everybody. I would love to hear your take and your personal experience on what it was like for you doing the Dave Ramsey piece, right? Um, like, did you find it to be effective? And the reason why I'm asking is because as I look through, I did the course when I first moved out here. Yeah. And it, 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 I, I realized, like, from a system standpoint, it works well for individuals who maybe they're making a livable wage and have something left yeah. over. But then yeah. I'm like, that's not everybody's reality. It's not everybody. Yeah. And so I just wanted to get your thoughts on that, bro. So I think you need to, you got to chew to me to spit out the bones. Okay. Right. Um, there is most definitely systemic oppression that happens in the U.S. Uh-huh. where um, I'm graced that I can sit at home all day. Right. Mm-hmm. And I literally can work. Um, I literally can work in the span of 24 hours. I can work 12 hours. Right. I can work. Um, um, I get in from the gym at like 6.30, 6.45. I walk Harlem for maybe 30, 40 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And Harlem's my dog, by the way. Um, and so I walk him. Um, he's not like a little Richard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I have to, I, I get the, but to the point I get to, I have privilege that I get to work from home. So I can w- start work at eight o'clock. I'll work till two. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'll unless I have a meeting at like I had a meeting today at like three. Right. So I worked till three forty five when that meeting was over. But I'm going to pick up my computer again later tonight. Right. And I'm going to like sit in my computer, plan out my next day, yeah. maybe look at some emails and I'm going to work another, you know, three or four hours right. um, while the TV is going or while some music is playing. Um, and I'm able to do that in my house so I can cook me breakfast. I can like do things um, that will save me money. Um, And not everybody has that option. There are literally people out here that are not as privileged as me that have to travel back and forth to work. Right. I have a tenant. She literally, you know, when her car broke down, she was like, yo, I got to travel to work two hours each way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been there before, right? But, you know, she, she don't get the option to work from home. Um, but they're they're literally their parents that are out here that have to do that. They have to wake up early, get yeah. their kids ready, then like try to hustle to the to the office, yeah. be at the office on time from you know eight to five or whatever. Then hustle back to get their kids by start, before six uh, because you know then they got to pay daycare afterwards. So for me, Dave Ramsey was like, yeah, I mean it was cool. But I mean, I got common sense. So like not all right. that was going to work. Like the trickle down effect don't work for me. Right. right? It don't work from how my brain works. Ooh, it's like, good. talk about it. Um, it. Yeah. So like, it's where you have to like, 
you just pay off the smallest thing. I mean, you pay off the biggest thing or, I mean, you, you pay off whatever it is you need to pay off and then you just like keep compounding money over and over and over and yeah, over again. Yeah, yeah. And for me, it's like, nah, bro, I need to have something in savings. Like, and mm. I'll pay this stuff when it come off because you don't know what my real life is. Like, mm. what if something happened to me where I gotta, I gotta do something and yeah. all I got is a thousand saved? Yep. Like, yeah, that thousand is cool, but like, um, I got overhead where um, now I don't need to put like in real life. I don't need to pay this building off. Like I don't need to pay this building off. What, what for? I just pay on it the next thirty years. Right. I don't mind. I don't mind having a mortgage for thirty years. Like it just is what it is. The the building takes care of itself. So for some people it works. Um, and honestly, he's like, yeah, no debt, no debt. But like some people need to leverage debt because that's how they can like get better because you need to you need you honestly like there was a credit check that was ran on me for um several jobs that i mean several jobs that i've had um and i needed decent credit and so if you tell people to be out here and they you know they 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 lever they live in a life without credit that ain't reason that's not reasonable for everybody because everybody can't afford to pay things in cash people need to have a, a decent credit score because having a bad, I mean, having a bad credit score costs you more money yeah. down a line because 100%. you're going to, you're going to pay a higher interest rate. Like I had to pay a higher interest rate because like I jacked up my credit, right? I had a couple of cars that like were underwater and I like, they just, I just had to get rid of them. So yeah. I had to pay a higher interest rate because they were underwater. And so that's something that has to do. But I mean, at the end of the day, it helped me, like I, I just, you know, you chew the meat, you spit out the spit bones, out yeah, yeah, and you just go ahead and be like, oh, okay, that's that's cool. I'll do these steps, but the thing is, like, you got to actually try to do the steps. Yeah, meaning like you put forth effort, and then when you see something don't really work for you, you maneuver, um, and you and you do what's best. Yeah, I appreciate you for sharing that, man, because it really is a thing. I, I believe, uh, you know, where we say different strokes for different folks. And I love how you even talked about it from a standpoint of like this structure doesn't necessarily work for your brain and how you see it. Right. I think one of the things that COVID did for us is it put us into this position where obviously we got a chance to see a lot of quote unquote experts a lot more frequently because of the fact that, you know, we had way more screen time. Right. And so Mm -hmm. in this, everybody has an opinion about something. One of the things that I noticed though, was that it was very easy to, um, kind of just spew messages out there thinking that, oh, this system, whatever it might be, will work for everybody the same way. Yep. And it doesn't. I think what I, I picked up from it, just on the side of like working on the mental and emotional health side with individuals is that a lot of people, whether it was through comparison or through feeling like um, if they didn't knock it out this particular way, that they were somehow a failure or that they were just never be good at yeah. Right, right, right. And so we will literally start to think that we're not doing enough in life because of the fact that X, Y, and Z says do it this way and I can't get it done. So I really like even just in the idea of the freedom, whether financially or, you know, emotionally, spiritually, whatever, there is that reality that what works for one might not work for the next. And that's okay. So to your point of, of, of eating the meat and spitting out the bones, I think that that's phenomenal, man. So I want to go ahead and jump into this, right? Because when you hit that comment a few weeks ago about like, you know, making more than you ever had made. I'm pretty sure that was like a a thing that really hits you hard and in a good way. I know it is for me and I'm pretty sure for those listening, it is too. But one of the things that I love is that I think just from looking at your life, bro, like you are not just an individual that um, 
is is making money and or quote unquote richer than I've ever been just from a monetary standpoint. But like, I think I think if people got a chance to see you right and and even from the little bit that you post on social media compared to the big that you actually live in real life. Folks will get a chance to see that you're rich when it comes to friendship. You're rich when it comes to community. You're rich when it comes to, um, man, just I think in, in the, the the physical health aspect, right? Like seeing you out here, you know, you know, hey, my man be out here sledding people, okay? He got, he he's very strong. He's a very strong man, okay? Um, well, he bench pressed more than me. <laughs> yeah, I, knew, I, I was just playing. I was just playing, y'all. I'm still faster than him, though. But either way... <laughs> Either way, you know, um and running a mile. Hey, you know, we can go for seven. Let me know what you're feeling, man. We got this. We got this, bro. Not at all. I'm gonna do my first Murph with you this year. Um Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let me my, know. I'm gonna do my first Murph with you this year, man. One of the girls on my worship team out here, she's big on her Murphs. I was like, this is like a thing. It's a community thing. Yes. With the CrossFitters. <laughs> That's so dope. But yeah, man, like you have experienced this richness in a multitude of areas in life, bro. Um, what's been your biggest takeaway in, in having that? Like, what is, what has been the fulfillment for you? What has been the experience? And then what would you leave with people when it comes to just really getting to that level for themselves? Um, so like, I don't, I, I think that, um, the thing that I really wanted to like talk about more than anything when you said, and I have it like written out here, um, is that it's not necessarily about money. Right. Right. Cause there was a situation where like, I'm rich in peace. Mm. Like I'm happy. Um, like genuinely happy. Um, my heart is full. Meaning like, I'm not like hurting anymore. Mm-hmm. That's good. Because, you know, there was some most definitely some situations or a situation in particular that kind of like took me down um, where I literally like was able to smile and speak. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like not feel any type of way. It was just like, oh, wow, DJ, your heart is full. Right. Mm-hmm. More than anything. And like outside of being able to care for myself in a way that I, that I am. Um, I like, I I have genuine connections with people. Right. And those things took time for me to be able to see the uh, graciousness or the goodness, right. That comes from people or the goodness of like my life and totality. So I had to walk out. Uh, I've been with my therapist for since 20, 17 oh wow wow it's been a long time bro yeah, like yeah that's dope bro since maybe yeah since like 2017 I've, I've been in therapy and um i'm able to see i'm able to see my my transition yeah. of yeah i'm able to see my transition right and that transition looks like uh at a point where you're just like completely broken Mm-hmm. where you're broken mentally and you aren't able to like bounce out of things and so what I did was I would emotionally spend I would emotionally eat I would emotionally like just buy stuff to kind of like fill a void mm-hmm. um and so I had to come to terms with like I'm buying stuff to impress people that don't give a damn about me like that yeah. don't care about me at all right um and I had to stop that. Wow. 
and it stopped that with me finding self-acceptance um and with finding that self-acceptance that also goes to me saying okay bro you dj you um there's more for you to do right hone in on what what it is that you want to do and focus on that like your journey ain't gonna look the same it's just not gonna look the same as everybody else so so what somebody has been able to hold down a job for i I wasn't able to hold down a job for three you know because i knew that i was like man i'm supposed to do something i'm supposed to do something more and so i had to like at my last company i was like man i was at three and a half years which is a long time for me but i had to like hold it down right so that comes with that self-acceptance to say bro you really got stuff that you need to do make sure that you knock it out um and so that's that richness with that's that richness within um but i but when it comes to like genuine friendships, I had to first become a friend um, and stay a friend, right? And not like run away when something doesn't look like uh, the way that I wanted to. So I yeah. dealt with I deal I dealt with like abandonment issues. Wow. So like when you are your whole life of bouncing around, you know, you go to different schools or you moving around a lot, you aren't able to make like real connections and um, I went to three different colleges, so I literally have friends all across the U.S. You really because did. of the fact that I went to like three different schools, and so as an adult, it's like, man, I didn't get invited to this wedding, like, and I thought we was better than that, or wow. I didn't get, um, I didn't, you know, there was a certain like monument that happened in somebody's life, and it's just like, dang, um, okay you learn to like put yourself in there, but you, uh, you learn to not like to, to not depend Mm. on everybody else for your sustainable happiness. Right. Um, and so those rich parts, and it's like, how can I, um, I have to be what it is that I want. Yeah. And so I became what it is that I want. Right. I'm going to make sure that I call people, yo, how are you doing? Like I hit up one of my other homeboys the other day and I was like, bro, I know you busy. Like, instead of us just talking about it, let's just put me on your calendar, dog. I'll move around whatever it is that I need to move around. I'm going to come out to the house. Um, and we just, and I'm going to just chill with you and your wife, dog, and the dog and our dogs are running around back there in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and just put me on the schedule, dog. Cause I want to be intentionally be there I want to intentionally be a friend. Right. And so that comes from richness of like, of understanding that like not everybody's schedule is as flexible as yours or that like people have a life outside of you. Right. And I think that a lot of it was like ego and pride to say like, yo, how you not going to do what I did? You know, how you not going, how you not going to do that for me? And I would do it for you. And it's like, bro, not everybody handles things the same way. Right. Right. So that's that richness and friendship and that richness in like community. Um, and then, like, I found um, my community with the people that I'm uh, with, like, Pastor Nick, who discipled me, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was able to know what it is to do life with somebody, to see that, like, um, there's more to this life than just you, yeah. right? So then being in, in charge of JG, right, um, or Joshua Gathering, a ministry that I, that I led for a few years at my church, Um where young adults uh well we had to literally pour into young adults um monthly 
mm-hmm. and we did life groups. Um, and I don't know if you guys know, ur- ur- uh, life groups in an urban setting are not, uh, no. <laughs> they are not, they're not usual. No, um, is the all. best way that I'll, that I'll, that I'll do it. Uh, I'll say it. But Pastor Nick challenged me and said, if you really love them, you'll pray for them. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I had to do. So I had to become rich in that area of being like, uh, 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 of, of, I had to become rich in the area of prayer um, and seeking out that peace when you're misunderstood, terribly misunderstood. Yeah. And so all of that led to the place of uh, me then finding people who would pour into me yeah. and expose me to more because they saw just like you saw all the stuff that I was doing, they saw it too from a, from a, from a 500 foot view. And I was right. like, Oh, he doing that. I'm going to pour into him. I'm going yeah. to grab him close. And so literally people that people just started to, there are people that I'm close to now that I never would have thought I would have been close to right. because they found me. Like it was literally like when Jesus was walking and dude was like, Oh yeah, I got to go back and talk to my mother and my brother, you know, go, go back and bury my dad. He was like, let the dead bury the dead and just keep it pushing. Right. And so it's just like, you got to keep walking it out and doing community yeah, with those people. So um, yeah, that's that richness. Well, no, that's dope too, man. Cause I think that really speaks to this idea. You know, we hear people all the time talk about being a good steward. Right. And I think that mm-hmm. stewardship flows beyond just the finances. Right. But I think, you know, to your point about stewarding friendships, stewarding the peace that we carry, but then also too, man, like stewarding our emotions. And I really want to just yeah. talk about what you had put out there real quick. Cause I am the same individual, right? Like it's very easy to be, you know, highly energetic or, you know, highly intentional with people. And man, when that same uh, love or the gestures aren't reciprocated from said individuals, I definitely know how easy it is to feel slighted in those moments. Be like, dang, like, I thought we were better than that. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, man, it's so interesting that we talk about stewardship on all of these levels, man, but you really just kind of opened up a box that I think is so important. And that is how do we steward our own emotions? Right. And you started this off by talking about you're rich in peace, um, which I thought was, was very fitting in the notion of, okay, stewarding our emotions. One of the ways that we're going to become rich in peace is by not always placing the blame or pointing the finger um, to the other person or to the situation, Mm -hmm. but literally saying like, even from the standpoint of our heartbreaks, our breakups, our mishaps, our mistakes, whatever it is, how do we one take responsibility? But then also too, I think there comes a good uh, healthy space of forgiveness that has to take place in that. Sometimes it might be forgiving another person, but a lot of times it's forgiving ourselves, maybe forgiving ourselves for what we did or forgiving ourselves for the expectations that we carried that the other folk didn't know. Like you really hit on so much there that I think is really strong too. When you talk about being rich in spirit, man, and rich in peace because of the fact that we live in a society that is filled with so much calamity that, of course, pours over into our own individual confusion, our own individual calamity, our own individual depression, anxiety, you name mm-hmm. it. And, uh, man, I think that there's some some good groundwork that could be done there for individuals to be able to heal up. And so I just want to say thank you for that honesty, man, because I think that that's something that we need more of and that we need to be able to hear and consider as well, man. Yeah, absolutely, G. Um, I think that more than anything, and healing all of that stuff allowed me to be able to, because um, it, it most definitely came to a head, because I most definitely blew a bag, right? Yeah. Uh, before, 
Um, so I was I was blessed to be able to get uh, one of those. I, I was able to get one of those real low interest loans um, at, uh, for the pandemic for me to be able to buy my buy my first piece of property. Mm-hmm. And I literally blew a bag because I just had a moment of just like. I didn't think it was going to happen. Right. Yeah. Because I, I was staying the course, staying the course, staying the course. I had all this money saved and I had never had that much money in my account. Yeah. Ever had Ever. that much money in my account. <laughs> but then like my feelings got hurt. And so, like you said, you have to steward your emotions. And before I knew it, I was out here bad. Um, and luckily I was able to catch myself because of the work that I had been putting in. It's like, bro, you tripping. Yeah. yeah. Like you got a goal in mind. Yeah, and so bro. for me, I'm goal oriented. So I'm able to like stay the course for that goal. So like last year, um, um, last year I had, I wanted to, to, uh, I wanted to do something and I was like, you know, I'm a kid. I got all these little trips and stuff planned and that's just going to take away from what it is that I want to do. I canceled everything. It was like, I'm not spending no money. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I'm doing, only person, people I'm buying stuff for, for Christmas is my nieces and nephews. Like, yeah, that's that because I got a goal, right? Yeah. And so that's what happened. I had that goal, and so I made I made it work. Yeah. Um, and so, but in that, I had to steward my emotions for both of those times of when I had goals in mind, um, because, like I said, I I would emotionally spend, and I would get into a rut about something else, and be like you know, yeah, I need to go buy this particular thing, yeah, or. I'm about to go and um, just like blow some money and continuously mm-hmm. blow blow some money. Um, that's that's privilege, right? Yeah. That's privilege. I, I I accept that, but it's harmful mm-hmm. when you do that because you could go from you could be right side up to like you not stewarding what it is that God gave you, and it can help you know lead you down the road of making really really bad decisions for your future. Um. So yeah, I had to, I had to do that. So I really had to like steward my emotions, even now, like with the ups and downs, I'm in sales. So with the ups and downs of sales and with the ups and downs of just like, and I'm a single male who like is intentional about who they date. And I don't really like many people. So that's fair. No, it's like, yeah, I don't don't like, I don't like, like, I'll, I'll, I, I'll know instantly, like, yeah, I don't really rock with somebody. So then when you do, you know, you rock with some people, I'm I'm honest with myself. Like, I was dating somebody, and they hurt my feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody I thought I was all in on, and it was like, nah. So that hurt my feelings. So I was yeah. like, oh, okay. I'm about to uh, fiscally treat this. Yep. Because my feelings are hurt, right? Yep. And so I had to, like, and so I had to be like, uh, I'm cool. I ain't about to go down that road because you got a goal in mind, bro. Y'all so heard it here first. Myself. Y'all heard it here first. DJ was about to blow a bag and go get him some lemon pepper Lou wings from Magic City. Thank the Lord, though, that he did not. <laughs> bro, somebody's tuition was going to be paid, my dude. you. Whoa, I love it. I'm trying to go to Dreams with a suitcase. Oh you know my mean? goodness. Like, Man, that's what you... the good brother, that's your good brother Drake said. Oh my God. You know what's funny though? You talk about this whole blow in a bag piece and you talk about the emotional um component behind it, man. And it's so funny because I think it, it works both ways, right? It's not just mm-hmm. the feelings hurt, but like even for me, like so I emotional eater, you know, learning to like overcome that, right? 
And in it, like, I, I always used to say, like, oh, I just eat when I'm sad. But then I'm like, no, I eat when I'm happy. So we celebrate mm-hmm. with food. We do this. And I noticed it was the same pattern with my money as well. So I know you're talking yep. about it from one side. But, man, even the emotional piece of, like, stewarding your emotions when it comes to being able to say, I've never seen this much before. And I'm just simply happy. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm literally getting ready to pay my car off. I just paid my wife's car off. And... Bro, like the first thing I'm automatically thinking about, and it doesn't help. Like I was down at breakfast today with the staff from the church. I don't know if you remember the former NBA player, Nick Collison. Um, mm-hmm. He comes in. So I forgot he lives in Seattle. He comes into the breakfast spot with his brother today. I'm like, he played for the, he played for Seattle, didn't he? Yeah, before he came OKC. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. OKC. Yep. yep. And so, you know, he come up, man, and they come up with the big flex, man. One of my favorite cars, Range Rover Velar. Bad boy tinted mm. out up top, white clean on the bottom with the black on black rims. And we, I'm like, man, I want this. Yeah. And so it's so funny because I just told myself that I'm like, yo, like you literally clearing out all of your debt. And at the same time, like as I'm looking at that, I get this thought in my head. Though, but I'm like, yo, like you got the bag, bro. And the bag is still coming and it's going to keep coming. So even the emotional check when it comes to like, the pride and ego aspect mm-hmm. of it to say like, just because you got it don't mean that you, you need to, you know, that you need to spend it or just because of X, Y, and Z doesn't mean in whatever capacity it is, whether fiscally or, you know, with, with the words that we put out, it doesn't always require a response of sorts. Yep. Because I, yeah, like you said, because I'm grateful. Like if I had a, so like real life, if I had a spent that bag when I was, not this most recent time, right? It was last year at some point. I was going through something. Yeah. And I was like, I was happy, right? I was happy. I'm like, man, I was spending this bad, bro. It was, it was something I wanted. That was just like, I don't even remember what it was. That it don't even matter. But I would have spent some money and then I wound up having a ten thousand dollar plumbing problem at my building. Mm. And if I had a spent that money, right? I wouldn't have been able to take care of that plumbing problem. Yeah. And I would have essentially had a building that would have had to be empty and it would have cost me a whole bunch more money That's if crazy. I had not have been had the money to take care of that, bro. I praise God like crazy, <laughs> brother. I was able to just take care of it and it was cool. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. So the the life skill here is that like sometimes like being able to overcome those emotions of not you know, being able to like uh, steward your emotions most definitely help you, right? Because yeah. sometimes, you know, we just fly off the we can fly off the hinges and you don't necessarily know. There's so many people that, that wish they could take that 10, 10, 15 seconds back because yeah. of those emotions that they had in mm-hmm. real time. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so I was just very, very grateful that I stewarded those emotions in that in, in that moment. And I was able to like check myself and be like, yo, chill, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> just chill, dog. You'll be cool. I don't want to leave a particular group of people out of this conversation as you say that. And that is for those of us who maybe we do have the 10 to 15 seconds where we didn't get a chance to, to act it out in the way. And it's led us to some things. Man, if you could give any encouragement or advice on being able to come back from those moments and times, what would it be? Even I mean, coming from your own experience. Like God is a sustainer, bro. And God is a healer. Like there's so there uh there are several men and women that I've met who have come from who've done bids, like 
bids in the feds, yep. bro. Like I know three people that did bids in the feds, and they they on the, they on the upside. Like they just were, like God most definitely is a sustainer, and he will and he will replenish and he will revive, mm-hmm. um, and he will restore. Um, I guess the the. I say just run your own race, right? That's the thing that I had to do, right? I was like being signing a contract that I should have never signed with the city of Chicago mm-hmm. or my juice bar. Um, it was a terrible contract, very, 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 very bad contract, right? And I mm-hmm. wound up being in debt, right? And that's just the extent of mine. Or like entertaining somebody that you shouldn't have entertained, or um uh uh those seconds that you wish you could get back because you just did something that you regret. Um, God most definitely restores and he replenishes. And I just say, run your own race. Cause that's the only thing you can do. You got to run your own race and don't beat up on yourself because it doesn't look like um, everybody else's and stay off of social media, bro. Cause that junk is, it'll have you going down, having a world of emotions and it's most definitely, um it that'll help you <laughs> run your own race because it's, it's a time suck but it most definitely will help you run your own race facts i love that man thanks for sharing that bro all right we getting ready to come on down the wire here so i got a few quick hitters i'm gonna throw at you real quick man and just first thing that come to mind shoot it to me um man you know i know we still in COVID, but you know it's a lot happening on the entertainment side right now what are you currently watching Um, um, what's the name of the show? Hold on, I'm about to look at the TV. Yeah, I am currently watching. TV. <laughs> I, I was currently watching, I just literally finished it today. This show called, uh, oh my god, what is it? It's called, dang, that's crazy. I think of it. It must not oh, have been young, good. it was, it was really good. Young, famous, <laughs> and African. It Young, was so famous good. in Africa. Okay. Annie is Annie is my favorite. Yeah, Annie is my favorite one. Okay, check you out. Dope, dope. Young, famous, and African. Um, what you currently listening to? Um, Tana Talk Four by uh by um Benny the Butcher. Benny, man, I ain't heard I ain't heard from Benny the Butcher in a minute. He just dropped Tana Talk Four. He got this one song with Stove God Cooks. Okay. Crazy. I gotta check Back it out. Back two times. I'll be I'll be I'll be so I literally, but it goes back and forth. So like Miranda Curtis' new album, okay, and T- and Tana Talk Four. So like ah. it goes between them two. So Demon Time and then Repent Time. I got you. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Oh, you're an idiot. Oh, <laughs> I am. Evil. I'm an idiot. I am. I am. So evil. <laughs> I love it, man. One 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 goal you want to accomplish before the year is over. Mm. One goal that I want to accomplish. I want to acquire something. Yeah. Before the end of the year. Okay. I don't really want to say what it is out loud, but I want to acquire something before the end of the year. Okay. Well, it must be yeah. something special. You've been keeping it close to the hip. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite places on earth, but I want to acquire it before the end of the year. Yeah. Okay. All right. Speaking of acquiring favorites, um, favorite pair of shoes you got right now? 
<laughs> what are you at? He's looking all over. <laughs> um, it's two. So my um, and I just got them the other. Well, I got a pair of Yeezy one eighties. Oh, um, and the the USC dunks. Those are my two favorites right now. Um, that I just I just got them the other day. But those are my two favorites right now. Man, I don't know what it is with y'all and these Yeezys, bro. The Yeezy one eighties are so comfortable, bro. You put a pair on and you walking through the airport. With as much as you walk through the airport, bro, it's like you wearing some. What what what's y'all folks over there? Yes. Mm. Yeah, he said, mm. Mm. "I'll give you the U.S. I'll give you the USC dunks for sure. I'll give you those, those. are cold, yeah, bro. I'll give you the dunks. And I'm they not really cold. a dunk fan. Like I, I've never been like the biggest fan of dunks, but there are some that I'm like, yeah, I'm like there are some that I'm like, yo, this is fire. Um, yeah, you know the Jordan that, Two is the Jordan Two is my favorite gym shoe, hands down. But you know, recently those are two just recent cops that I had. Um, yeah. I'm going to DC this weekend, so that's going to be my DC shoe. I got a pair of Dunks for Christmas that I still haven't worn, partially because the person that got it for me got it in a size too big. So he thought I wore. Oh, 15. they get you a 15? They got me a 15, <laughs> and I was like, I could fit them, but I'm like, I don't want to mess my feet up either. Um, but yeah. they dope though, because you know they are favorite color. They got purple in it, so I'm like, you know. I'm always happy about that. You Purple know. ain't even my favorite color. It's mine, you know. Shout out. Yeah. Royal Royal Richard is in the building today. So, you know, this is <laughs> Royal Richard. I, I almost I spit love, my water on my I computer. love these. This is like the third time DJ has literally almost spit his water, y'all. But no, <laughs> I love it, man. Any, um, any, any, um, any shoes. I've been getting into, uh, since we on Jesus and gym shoes real quick, I've been getting into... Mm-hmm. I've been getting into What's that, your favorite um, pair of gym shoes? What, what you say last time? I don't know. What's, I your, got, fa- what's your favorite pair of running shoes right now? Ooh. You said 270s last time. But what's no, your favorite 270s are my shoes training right shoes. 270 okay. my everyday training shoes. Because of my feet, I wear Hoka's, um, which is definitely like the white dad shoe that folks wear through the airport. And I'm like, bro, these are not fashionable at all. But I, they are. I, I wear 14. Um I am flat-footed and I have collapsing ankles because I used to be very big. And so that being to feet, said- To your feet pronate? Yeah. No, no, no. I, I Wait, is it pronate or soup? Like, so my go in. My oh, joints collapsing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. soupnate. So on the inside, but these have been super comfortable, man, from mm-hmm. a standpoint of, uh, and I got some like really dope orthotics that I put in too for extra support. Um, since I am running like, you know, way more now. And so, yeah, um, Man, they've been helpful, but they're not, they're not like stylish. But uh yeah. Um, I was gonna say that I've been following that show. I can't remember the name of it, but usually celebrity athletes come on, man, they hit the shoe store. Complex. Up. Complex got the show. Yeah, yeah. I forgot the name yeah, of the actual sneaker shopping. There we go, sneaker, sneaker shopping. shopping. And so, man, I've been seeing some like gym shoes lately, just watching that. And I'm like, man, like these are dope. As we go through these complex sneaker shopping episodes, though. I'm like, you got some shoes out there that are just like insanely expensive. Mm-hmm. If if the bag wasn't a concern or a worry, what shoe would you buy yourself? Um, I got them thinking, there, y'all. I got them thinking. They're three. Um, I would get the off-white Jordan uh, Chicago's. Okay. 
I would get the off-white. I have the off-white Jordan twos in black, mm-hmm. but I would get the white and red ones. Okay. Um, and then the third one I would get is, and you know, hopefully Kyrus hears this because I really want a pair of Yeezy twos, the Nike ones. Uh-huh. Um, the Nike Yeezy twos in any color. Um, I would get any. Woo! I just saw the price any, tag on Goat. For a pair of the Nike Air Yeezy twos, yeah, I would get like the NRG, like the Solar Reds or the gray ones. I don't really the Solar Reds. Want the, red. the Red Octobers are are expensive. Yeah, I don't really want the Red Octobers, but I would get the gray pair or either the black pair for like the simple people. But I, I, one of those uh, two, right? Know, uh, one of those two, just for me to have. One of my friends, uh, he actually has two pair of them. Um, um, yeah, he has two pair of them. Oh, there's a fourth one, the, the Louis Vuitton. Oh, the, the Nike Yeezy one and then the Louis Vuitton Don. Oh, yeah. See, DJ. So, DJ like, any one, of, any one of those, like, the yeah, the Louis Vuitton Don joints that he the, that he got. I wanted those in, in high school when they came out. Wow. Um, but, yeah, that that's any one of that, like, early suite of, of Yeezy I would, like, do without, a, without like, flinching. Wow. Well, without flinching, you know, that's a that's a nice little price tag. That's a speech. I can I can get with it. I can get with it. But I like it, though. I like it. You know, well, man, I love it, man. Thank you so much for 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 your time today, bro. Um, Man, I love what you left us with just on the side of how we steward our ourselves on, on a multitude of levels, man, from the emotions to the physical to the financial and everything in between. Um, I think it's so important, man. DJ, um, man, where can the people find you and follow you on all socials and platforms? Um, there are a couple of ways. So uh, make sure you follow the podcast. This is underscore Jesus and Gym Shoes on Instagram. You also can go to YouTube and get, um, there are about 10 episodes up on YouTube. Yo. But most of the episodes are er- Jesus and Gym Shoes everywhere else. Um, there's a link. At, on the Instagram that'll send you everywhere you need to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also me personally, uh, at Donald Grayson Jr. on Instagram. Uh, make sure you add the junior because it's, you know, just like Richard L. Taylor Jr. Yeah. Uh, what that L stand for, Levante? Hey, I never share my middle name, brother. <laughs> I never like, uh, share my middle name. <laughs> well, well, for now, it's going to be Levante. Levante, but, uh, you going to give me the Richard, blackest middle name. <laughs> <laughs> Richard. Levante Taylor Jr. So when y'all Levante. see him next, be like, just call him Levante. Levante. So that way he that way he know y'all listening. All right. It's Levante. All right. But uh, but yeah, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube, man. Um, and you know, share with your people. Um Yo. yeah, so love it. DJ, one final thing I got for you, bro, and it's very simple and easy here. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. Curtis was supposed to love me. I love me. <laughs> <laughs> I had to give you one little Dream Girls reference before we got off. <laughs> oh man, that was good. Shout All out right, to Jennifer Hudson. Right, right. Shout out to Chicago's on. Listen, y'all, this has yeah. been another episode of the Between the Dream podcast. Joined here by my brother Donald Grayson today. Man, make sure y'all go check him out. Follow him. Stay in tuned. And I'll be seeing y'all real soon. As always, you're not losing in life. You're not failing. Simply between the dream. We out.